Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew, Road Edition up, dog, fella. <laughs> How we doing, big not, fella? It sucks, man. Although, yeah, it's you're not back to the studio. No, I hate it, man. I gotta be honest, I hate it. I know, I know, I know. How's back home for you, bud? I mean, I'm in New York celebrating Christina's birthday. Shout out to my girl. It's her, uh, we won't give away Your her birthday? age, but she still, is, it's, she still is younger than me, so I'll give her that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're in a little, uh, New York state of mind. We've been here four days with the kids, uh, took them to the Rockettes yesterday. Uh, I'm going to take them ice skating today. Just do the, do the little holiday thing before we, we take off back home tomorrow. So, Hey, I just wished her happy birthday. So don't tell her that you told me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, she always so, loves getting a good text from you you hope so that's a be yeah i you appreciate know what? It was, that she's getting her hair done right now I'm, I'm like just go take the afternoon off i got the podcast me and obi will be shooting the shit uh kids are sleeping lily's here taking care of things so i mean this is a, a full effect full up dog day here in nyc my man um it was nice i actually saw christina at the boat parade and then i saw her at a restaurant so i got to see her a, a little bit before we took off for the holiday season. I always have a good time hanging out with her. She's funny. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. She's, good uh, you know, she loves, she, and she loves New York City, right? Like before when we met, this was her, this was home for 15 years. So it's nice she's back. I've had a, I've had a couple dinners um, with a couple of her girlfriends. They get a little tipsy, I tell you. These girls know how to party around here. So any of them single uh, or are they all married? Are, are they all married with kids? No, there's a couple single, single ones. Yeah. No, yeah. there's a couple single yeah. ones. You might want to poke your head in here. They like, bad, husky ex they like husky ex defenseman or what? I'm sure hey, is, they do. Guy like, is, that, is that a bong behind you or what the fuck is that? What is that behind your left shoulder? Oh, this thing like, right here? Jeez. That classic. If it is, is it's a big one. Yeah. That is, I don't know. Binger, get over here and test this thing out. What do you think? Binger. That thing looks like it could be pretty good or, for a gravity bong. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or a big glass dilly. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, by, by the way, one last thing on New York before we get humming here. Um, I saw a sick picture of your daughter, Izzy, in one of the sickest leather jackets I've ever seen. So tell her it's never a bad play to rock a leather. You know that up. She knows that. But we had our Christmas photos yesterday. And a shout out to uh, to my buddy, Cody, who's Danny Clinch's uh, like right-hand man. So this guy's a great photographer. He came by, took us around West Village yesterday, uh, me, Izzy, Beckham, and Christina. We did a little rock star photos. We had the black leathers on. We rocked around Sick. West Village. We took some cool pictures. He had this badass old school camera that's probably from the 30s or 40s that Danny Clinch gave him. He took a couple pictures with that. So uh, those will be out and rocking and rolling probably in your inbox for, for the holidays here. But I had a little Christmas card for you. Send it to the Bay Club, eh? I'll put it up there when I get back on the 28th. <laughs> nice, nice, nice little welcome home gift. Um, I will do. Talk, let's will let's do. talk a little World World Cup, fella. Um, the boys joke about it. Actually, they're gonna, we're going to talk about it here, about Maxi and Binger fade me. Um, I got one right. Shout out to, uh, I believe his name is Jose at the at the men's uh, clubhouse at Big Canyon, Bobby Orr's boy. I was talking to him about the World Cup. I'm like, fella, give me, heading into the team of 16, give me somebody. Who do you think? I think Argentina, maybe because of Messi. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, thank God they won up, dog. Got me out of a little bit of a hole that I put myself in. But what do you think about that final game, man? My flight was delayed back home, up. Thank God, because that was one of the sickest sporting events I've ever seen. 
Uh, well said, Obi. I, I, it's been the topic of conversation amongst, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole world, right, the last couple of days. But uh, Sunday morning, I was first up, crack of dawn here in NYC. I was the first guy at Due West for the game. I mean, I was the first guy. I think I beat the the, the manager over there. <laughs> I had already a Bloody Mary. I had already a Bloody Mary on me before the TVs turned on uh, in me. And, uh, buddy, the whole game was great. I, I mean – was I on the wrong side of maybe my bets? Like I took Mbappe to win the MVP. Um, I had France kind of leading up to the tournament, so I faded France. But I'm pumped for you. I'm pumped for Messi. What I seen the the people coming together for Argentina in Argentina. I mean, the country I think has been through a lot, and this was you know their first World Cup since I believe '86, since Maradona hosted it, and the outpouring of love and you know, pride for those people is amazing. And Messi has just turned out to be one of the best athletes of all time. If not, you know, if not the best uh, athlete ever to play for, for one's country, right? Like he's, he's poured his heart and soul into Argentina football and soccer. And, and, you know, it's finally, you know, finally his world championship to, to enjoy. Yeah. I've seen some lists after Messi got it done. First of all, how about that backhand sauce? Little pass on the, I believe it was the second goal, the, like the break, like the the breakaway, not the breakaway, but the breakout goal where he went left foot backhand sauce. I was like, wow, that is insane. But there's been some lists up since he's won it where it's Messi, Tiger, and oh sorry, Messi, MJ, Tiger, Wayne. Like that's like that. He's the best athlete of all time, man. And you see the reaction in Argentina of the people. Like, the Raptors parade here in Toronto was nasty, but those people in Argentina, like, Messi couldn't get in his house. He couldn't get in his house, man. It was insane. I'm like, this guy can't even get in his house. So, I imagine being down there right now and just getting in one. Uh, crazy. Crazy. So, I just have to crazy. tell the story. I was out for I was out for a drink last night before dinner, Obes, and I met this guy. His name's Scott Goodwin. Shout out. He's a huge, huge uh, – well, first he was a BC guy, but he's a huge Ranger fan and got glass seats. Him and his wife were at the game, and they sat, no word of a lie, 10 rows up from where the penalty kicks were, right oh, like right shit. at the 10-yard box. And I watched the videos. He has the video of Messi scoring the, what was the go-ahead goal in extra time. And then I saw the penalty kick to win. It was basically right in front of me. He said his experience over in Qatar was just insanity. The the emotion that was in the, the, you know, in the barn um, – the fans, just like the whole, the whole experience for him was crazy. It was, it was the first person I'd, I'd actually got to chat with that was over at the game, and uh, wow, like seeing the fireworks after and stuff. Like the, these guys went all out for this event, so um, it's fun. really cool to see that. It was nuts. I'm hooked, man. And how about when I went to penalty? So first of all, I don't know how much you watched Argentina, but that was their blueprint. They get up early. I got Lupo texting me. He's like, "This is over." I'm like, "Loops." Argentina's been giving up two goal leads like, you know, you make double bogeys on fucking Shady Kane. It happens a lot. Like, you know? And then up dog that, obviously the penalty kick by uh, Mbappe, but his second goal, man, where he jumped up and kicked it sideways, I was like, that is nationally beyond nationally. But once it got to overtime, I'm like, the save the, the, save the Argentina goalie made in overtime, the old, he looked like Kenny Dryden where he made the old fucking kick save or Billy yeah. Ramford. Because yeah. Argentina's goalie is so sick at penalty kicks. How sick was he? Like he was anticipating it. Yeah. And then his celly, you gotta love his celly after where he like took the like the thing on his and he was like dry humping the stage up there or whatever. I'm like, this guy's gonna have a night. He looks like that the world champ boxer. What's his name? The big the big boy. The big white heavyweight champ. Tyson Tyson Fury? Uh, he looks like Tyson Fury when he was doing the <laughs> <laughs> I, like the guy was just a maniac um, maniac well just the, I, I, like how good for sport right like i i fired out this tweet after because i was just so like taken over uh, of just a an event that i hope touched like kids and 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 people men women young boys young girls everywhere just the fact that when you play for your country and there's so much on the line and the stage is so big that these moments are just so huge and they'll be, they'll be remembered forever. It was, it was something that everyone will talk about this game for the rest of their lives if they witnessed it. And, and I hope, uh, I, I hope that makes like young kids and gives them a, a sense of hope that they can one day, you know, become a, a Lionel Messi or a Mbappe and play for their, play for their own country and, and just share that stage with the world. It's nuts. So I, I'm pumped. I mean, I think FIFA did a great job and, um, you know, the, the country, Qatar, and, and 
you know, that whole setup they had was insane. But uh, what a what a spectacle, man! What a spectacle, dude! I'll tell you what else I thought up, dog. If I'm NHL, you know, let's get a fucking World Cup going here, boys. What are we waiting for? Like we have, we talked about how high end the town is in the NHL, and it is. I, I watched, I watched Austin Matthews and the Leaves put a fucking beat down on our poor boy John Cooper last night. Like Matthews was. It was ridiculous how how well he played. Like, back check and take the puck away. Like, hockey's growing up, dog. Like, we need a World Cup, man. We need – Connor McDavid has yet to represent his country against the greatest players in the world. Like, what are we waiting for up, dog? Like, let's get her going. Like, yeah. I just can't believe yeah, we're still right. not having a World Cup next year. Like, Yeah, I know. I, and I think we, we talked about this. It's it's It has to do with the with the whole Russia thing. And, unfortunately, that's just a, a yeah. part of our world we can't really control right now. But, but you're right. Okay, it needs to that. happen. It, no, it needs to happen. It's it, the, these stages need to be set, and people need to be young kids. You know, not only want to watch the Edmonton Oilers, but they want to see you know Connor McDavid and and face off against a Leon Dreisaitl in, in in a German Canada you know semifinal. Like it'd be it'd be it'd be something that gives gives kids another form of you know. Uh, competition that they could see that makes them want to be hockey players that makes you know makes the parents want to spend you know more time around the kids in the game and so it's you're right it needs to happen it needs to happen I want to give up before we move on to the World Cup shout out to Team Canada that represented you know them in the World Cup first time I think since what up dog 86 or something or something crazy like that long time without them without them getting in maybe I still I probably still got into the tournament but having them in them in the tournament sorry and the first game against Belgium where they came out and they had a penalty kick and they missed it. I don't know. Right then I was hooked. So I just wanted to give some love to to the Canadian team and how much soccer is growing up here. And I guess just keep it going because I'm hooked to soccer. And it would be even better. Imagine, I don't know if we're ever going to get to where we can hoist the thing, but I, I would love it if we started competing a little bit. We can, we can run. I know that. up Our guys could run. We're fast. Well, I, I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, the, the next World Cup is in Canada, Mexico, and the U.S., and it's only in four years, <laughs> three years, basically. So, yeah. fella tour, I don't know, fella tour somewhere, just to just see this thing Mexico. go down. Mexico, fella tour, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you guys going? Uh-huh. Cabo? No, no, you got to uh-huh. watch soccer. We're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go take it in. But then, I mean – you know, hopefully, you know, we're going to still see Mbappe. We're going to st- hopefully still see a chance to see Messi if he's still rocking and rolling. But this was this was all time. And, and you're right. A lot of people got hooked after this tournament. Yeah. So congratulations to those boys. I wish I could be, well, in that party with whatever they're doing down there. I don't know if the wives are there. I don't know how the Argentina's doing up, dog. <laughs> but uh, congrats to those boys. So uh, we talk a lot of golf here. Actually, you know, our, our guest next week is going to be a golfer. So... Uh, they announced that the Masters is going to allow the Live Tours, the Live Tour guys, to play if their credentials meet. You know, Dustin Johnson's one of the Masters. If your world ranking competes and you're ex champion, you get in. And I think, listen, we don't need to get into Live Tour and PGA because we talked about it enough. But you got to have the best players in the Masters, up dog. You've been there. You've walked, you know, around there. Come Masters time, you know how much I love sitting on my couch watching it. You got to have the best players competing for that green jacket. I think this was a great, great play by the Masters committee. Yeah, no, well said. I, th- I think this is um, it's it's a statement for golf, uh, for world golf. I think it's it's a, it allows you know politics aside. It allows the best golfers to come and compete for what they would consider the best and ultimate prize in golf, which is the green jacket, which is a chance to you know to celebrate on the 18th green uh, at Augusta National with the history of the game. And I I think it's a win just for you know moving forward in golf. And if there is going to be two big you know, players in the game. Um, you know, we have the history of the game, obviously, with the PGA, but, you know, this new form, it, they're not going away. And we want to see the guys compete. And we want to see them put put aside, you know, whatever, if there's if there's a Rory going against a, a DJ, or we want to see them put that all aside for competing for the green jacket. Because no matter what happens, if, if – the live guys weren't able to go and, and Rory won a green, you know, a green jacket. There's always that asterisk there. It'll always totally. be talking about Good now, point. that's put us now that's put aside and the guys can put their differences aside and go out and compete. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think this is the tournament that, um, that has really put golf on its stage, you know, whether it's Arnold Palmer or, you know, Jack Nicholas or Tiger Woods, the masters other than those three people are what put golf on the, on its map. So, 
Uh, I'm pumped. Uh, I think everyone was – the letter made no sense to me today, by the way. I read it, and then I was like, I don't know what this means. Are they allowed to play? Are they not allowed to play? It was basically the Masters just being like, listen, we don't want to piss off the PGA Tour, but, boys, by the end of the day, these fucking guys are playing. So here's some proper vocabulary. You're yeah. a better writer than me. I can't believe you didn't understand it because I I was like, well, they're playing, so that's all I care about. But yeah. it's a great point by you. If Rory would have won his first one and there's no DJ, there's no Cameron Smith, there's no fucking Nerd Biscuit DeChambeau, there's no Brooks Kepka, like, there's an asterisk. And for me, it's just like you need the best players playing um, it's going to be unbelievable, and I can't wait. I, the thing, the Masters are just around the corner too. Up, dog. I was like, I'm freezing my balls up here in Canada. I was like, the Masters are right around the corner. So, good on them. Um, congrats to you. You won your fantasy football, that boy. Keep her going. Ooh. Keep her going. I'm in the semis, baby. But you know what? I just did. I just fucked up. I actually just got rid of. I'm trying to make a couple moves to you know button up my lineup this week, and I dropped my kicker. Bass from Buffalo somehow, and now I can't pick him back up. What? So I, I don't know what I did. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Now I got to put in some <laughs> fucking idiot kicker. Like, who does this in the semis? No, but you can pick up another kicker. I can get a kicker, yeah, but he's going to be a fucking – he's going to be a shitty well, let's, kicker. Let's, let's see who we got here. Why is, why is he on waivers until – is he on waivers until he's on Sunday waivers, or something? Max, and he's on waivers until Sunday. I don't know what I did. He's but right there. You, you can what, still get him. No, but he's yellow. He's he's hidden up yellow. Unfortunately, yeah, he's so yellow. that means he's. But uh, you could pick, yeah, you could pick up you could pick up Waiku from Atlanta if you want to. Come on, Waiku. Hey, this I like guy, that guy. This, he's the ch- this kicker's good. I don't know Prater for Arizona. They're playing in Tampa, though. I don't. I mean, will they get lots of field goal opportunities? I don't know. But he's a good kicker. He's a veteran Prater. I like the missing curfews jumping on this updog thing. I might have to share some of this uh, the winnings with you guys if I end up pulling this through here. I need Buffalo yeah, to win I the AFC. I need Buffalo to win the AFC to cover my fucking loss in fantasy. Come on, Alan. I, my, my advice to you would be I don't know Max and Binger jump in here, but maybe pick Prater up right now until what? Well, what should you do, Max? Yeah, that's not a bad they play. Can't see, um, yeah, get, you like get, that. Uh, Get Prater just to have him as safety, and if you decide to go with somebody else that's available before Saturday or Sunday, you can you can get him. There's a lot of games Saturday this week too, so just uh, so be yeah, so set your alarm. Set your alarm. Heads, yeah, one Thursday too, right? Or is it just Saturdays this week? No, there's a there's ja- Jacksonville Jets. There's five Snoozer. games on Saturday, and then another ten on Sunday. Mm, okay. Well, listen, I boys. Pick up the old I mean, veteran Prater. I'm in the thick of it here. And I got yeah, go get it. flowers this week, so it's on. Go get Let's them, buddy. See, uh, I'm wishing the best. Represent the company. This one's personal, huh? Pra- this hey, one, you like Prater? Prater. Prater's Arizona a veteran. Kicker, Prater. He He's is, a veteran. Eh? Look at that smile on him. He used to play in Denver. Right. I met him a couple times. Didn't mind a cold one. Thank <laughs> <Save> him. <laughs> Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook here in New York City again. I mean, I'm on that app during the World Cup final, and I'm hitting, like, next goal scores. I'm here with the football right after. I'm hammering bets. You know, I'm, I re-up the account. You kind of have to when you get to NYC. I get a little <laughs> you get a little horny, and you get out there, and you're like, oh, God, here we go. But just being able to bet and throwing in these SGPs and live bets. And finally, been by the way, I missed my same-game parlay by – Boston smoked the Bruins saw the oak the guys right and Marshawn yeah. had three three apples no goals otherwise we had another you know missing curfew same game parlay would have been awesome I'm telling you I'd love to see them throw in any time point in there I know it makes it a lot easier but like I would just love to see it and I know what you're saying I was excited to get to Ontario only province in Canada you know good old mm-hmm. Ontario that's legal Forgot to ask, you know, DraftKings if I needed a, a Canadian account, which I do. So I got locked out of my American one. I tried to enter three times. I'm like, bank account locked. So now I have to set up one. <laughs> I'll have to set up one in Canada. But I took the Leafs last night and hit that one. So, But the app Good is bet. so much Good better, Uppy. Like, all the all the player props and everything. Like, it's – I mean, these states, and we live in one that's not – doesn't make it legal. It's like it's so much more fun when you can get on an actual DraftKings app like that and pick the player props. There's so many more options. You don't have to bet as much either because you can just like 
tickle everything a little bit, makes the odds way better. It's it's a no-brainer to me. I don't know why states don't just make it all legal. Yeah, oh, I'll tell you what else is great is like you don't have to get your bet in by kickoff, right? If you want, if you want to take the Niners over the Chargers and the game starts and you were going to bet the char, you say you're going to take the Niners, right? And they get down an early field goal or touchdown, then your odds go up for them to to come back and win. So you're like, it's there was no rush to getting it in at the at the game because their their live bets are awesome. So. I mean, for anyone out there who hasn't dived into these apps, like just jump on the DraftKings app. It's and enjoy. And don't, it. It's fun. And don't Get forget the promo. And don't forget the promo code Curfew Kings. Eh? If you're going to jump on there, give the boys a little love. Up uh, dog, I love the intros, buddy. We will be right back. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Top titty, top titty, up dog. I, I reached out to you. You know, you're my brother. I reached out I to you. you the fucking, did you put your fucking top titty team in? Then I checked the standings. Not only did you put it in, you're 15th up, dog, 112 points. <sighs> I told you I was coming for you. I was coming for you. After <laughs> last week, I had a little bitter taste in my mouth that this, you know, that the app kind of let me down. I thought I got it in. Maybe it was my service, but I was not letting this one go. And I had, you know, going over my lineup, Jack Hughes, kid is just doing some thumping lately. Um, he got me 23 points. Latang, I mean, I took this guy, what he's been through the last little bit, coming back, 21 what points for Latang. Tyson, right? Tristan Jari, my tendy, 21 points. And then uh, I threw, yeah, I threw Miles Wood in there. He got me a little bit. Stevenson, 11 and a half. Vegas with a 4-1 win over Chicago. So, I mean – yeah, I had a mixed bag of uh, of peas here that uh, ended up really coming through for me. Fifteenth place, man. Come on, Fro- frozen frozen bag of peas, eh? I'm talking little <laughs> seed frozen bag of peas. <laughs> yeah, buddy, good, good job. Binger twenty fifth. I was twenty seventh. Princey and Maxi for the Hall Pass crew. But shout out to our winner, Clocky. Holy, look at this one one four zero eight nine. Nice handle, fella. Tighten it up a little bit. But um, he had Brandon Hagel, Kucherov. Jari like you, which is a you know, ballsy pick because he hasn't been exactly – although he's played better of late the last month, and then McJesus. So, uh, 90 entries. It's fun up, dog. I'll tell you what, with all those games, I think we say it every week, but I'm going to say it again. It's hard to stand in the cap. And I I sacrifice – I'll be honest with you. I sacrifice my blue line. I, I load up up front. Like, my centers and wingers are fucking, you know, all the top guys for 8,000, 8,500. Then on my back end, I go down to like three grand. I might have to mix up my my strategy a little bit, maybe get one puck yeah. moving D man, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, you're just a guy that is the meat and potatoes guy on the back end, aren't you? I, get yeah, the lane, I, I mean, boys. this I have Latang and I and he has Headman, right? And they're both like are on the twenty point mark. You kind of need to slide in a guy that's going to maybe block some shots and get some points. So you might want a guy that's going to do a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. I got to get my DraftKings app figured out for this for tomorrow night's top titty because uh, it's not working again in Canada. I guess I got to download a whole different thing. Canada, I'm, I'm, I'm up in Canada, but I'm in one. I'm up here. She's cold. Yeah, she's a little cold, cold. a little twisted. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, and I want to tell you, I went to uh, shout out to the Cobra Cougars. I took my little nephew Smith to his first hockey game. Up dog, I said this podcast and talked to you about physical play. It's going to get worse before it gets better, buddy. They're all wearing cages. They all skate on junior hockey. Junior hockey, they're all wearing cages. Every single one of them. They all can skate like the up dog, but I counted, I don't know, five body checks in two periods or something. And there wasn't even a scrum or like, so I don't know. I don't know. Didn't feel like junior hockey, did it? Not with the cages like, on. It didn't feel. Yeah, I know. I know. How was like the size? Like the bigger guys, smaller guys. Is it? Is there no. like some? Is there some strength to it, or is it just like just some fast, speedy, like smaller kids? Good question. I had a lot of speed, and there was a couple big guys yeah. that were like a little bit clumsier. But I'm like, if I'm coaching, I told my dad, shout out to Pitter. I'm like, if I'm coaching that kid right now, I'm taking him out after practice every day and working on his skating, and just working on his skating and telling him to finish his hits, and you will get a job. You will be the next Tom Wilson kid because there's only. One of him left. It's yeah. a dying breed. Yeah. We're gonna get to hey, we're gonna get to dying breeds here in a little bit. Your boy, what he's doing in Minnesota right now. We're gonna get there. <laughs> but um shout out to our first playoffs winner. 90 entries. I'd like to get that up a little bit more. Get in there with the boys, take on the up dog. He seemed to got a um a, a rep a rep 
a recipe for success. So get in there. Yeah. Take on the yeah, updog. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games again on Thursday night. Stay under the cap. So continue with our friends at DraftKings. All right, you two fuckers, jump in here if you want to. Friday night, lock of the night. The updog took the wild to beat. The Hawks, he's three and one. I took the Flames over Updogs Blues, and they lost. Did you boys fade me? We faded you on that one. We 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 took the uh, the Blues. Fuck me. With a little pressure a- from me too. I said, "Are you guys not fading this, or what are you going?" He's going against the Blues here. You got to fade this. By the way, the Flames are stinking. The Flames, the Flames with the win last night, but they've been stinking the joint up. So it's it was nope. tough to really, yeah. No consistency in the Flames game, up dog. I watched him play one Tough. night. I, well, you know what? I, shout out to that Dylan Dubé. That guy we said last week. He's so you know he played great the other night. Kadri, but consistency to me. I mean, Lucic got a couple goals for him, so they're getting some depth scoring. But it's one night I watch him, they look good. Next night they look like shit. And you know, ups like for good teams, you got to find a way to. If you don't have your A game, you still got to find a way to win. Yeah, they came out to play last night. I think they scored two goals in the first twenty seconds of the game. Uh, and then kind of smooth themselves to to what was a big needed win, but but you're right. And the things aren't you know. Look at Calgary. Look at the weather right now. It's getting a little chilly up there. It's not easier to win games when when the winter Chil- the holiday season chilly. is a little chilly. Up dog, it is minus thirty in Vancouver right now, and the same in Calgary and Edmonton, minus thirty. But there's a snowstorm yeah, there. That is, I, I almost te- I didn't want to rub it into Weegsy, Weegsy baby, if you're listening. I was going to text you and be like, are you missing Florida? But I held back. I held back, you know, because you got <laughs> – what has he got, 80 bananas or – what do you get, 80, 50? What do you get, up? No, he's up there. He's in mid-50s, I think. But he's there. <laughs> he's got an eight-year ticket there. And uh, it, it's – you know, you got to start your vehicle before you get out there in the morning because she's not going to you need- start. You're not, you're not going to get in there with a warm cup of Timmy's and some, and some mitts on uh, unless that puppy's, <laughs> you know. She's started for 30 minutes before you get in there. You need the automatic opener or you need to live in a building where you park her inside. But I mean, it's, yeah, that's right. I've been there and I didn't have a nice eight year ticket. Not like weeks. I was on a two year on my second year of a three year that I ended up getting bought out. But those days, those dog days you talk about, they are a real thing in Calgary, Alberta. They're a real thing. Yeah. I know. So right now, if you're, if you've been riding me, I'm losing your money in the lock of the night. Cause I'm three and two. The updogs making a little bit of cash. I'm going to go first. Cause up he's kicking my ass. I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes at home against the guy we're going to talk to a little bit, John Tortorella's Philadelphia Flyers. Hurricanes at Flyers, lock of the night, DraftKings. I don't mind no picks, Obes. Uh, buddy, three and one, my wild beating the Hawks. Uh, the wild are hot right now. Uh, the wild are hot right now. Listen, I can, I'm gonna I can take... never chirp you because you took Arizona over Boston, so I can't chirp you. That was the ballsiest pick ever, but – <laughs> I sure was. Well, let's throw out another one here. Let's get uh, let's get the Vancouver Canucks beating the Edmonton Oilers. How's that? <laughs> Are you <laughs> fucking what's what's in that glass bong you got behind your fucking? I got I my mean... morning jacket water bottle, but I'm taking the Canucks <laughs> over the Oilers. You heard it right here. Friday night. It's a little wow, chilly. That... The, the boys. I want to know what the, the line, what that? do you think the line what do you think the line that's going to be Canucks plus they'll be the Canucks will be plus like 240 and then you know Evans will be minus 310 something like that <laughs> <laughs> well, you, can't say, you can't say the up dog doesn't give his balls a tug I got hurricanes <laughs> up fires which will be like hurricanes will be like minus 300 but listen oh. If you're scared of the money line I even like that puck line I'm not going to guarantee it but I don't mind hurricanes puck line help your odds out Another little tip, if you want to t- tickle that, is you take Hurricanes uh, minus half a goal in the first period. It'll bring your odds way down. But I like Hurricanes at Flyers and my boy, the updog, giving his balls a tug. The Vancouver Canucks, who their defense is like Swiss cheese against Connor <laughs> McDavid, who's going to be buzzing. So, uh, hey, listen, they I got know. a lot to prove. A lot of guys are on the block right now, and it's all talked about. That's all the boys up in Canada. I mean, you're probably watching the sports up there. That's all they're talking about is the Vancouver Canucks. The broadcast, they suck. Like, I mean, I'm watching the, you know, the, the intermissions, and I don't need to get into who they are, but come on here. Let's spice it up a bit here. Let's get some, I don't know, I'm dog. It's, it's, since I've been home, I haven't really been watching a whole lot of the, you know, the intermission stuff and, and the pre and post. And to me, and maybe it's just me, but 
you know, I, I don't know. I think there's room for growth in that game. And it's not just because me and you are in the business. People are going, oh, that's because, oh, do you think you do a better job? I'm not saying it's me. I'm saying there's some people out there that can make it better, right? These people have been doing it a long time. They've had a great run. When To me, it's it's stale, Uppy. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and you're there watching it. And it's all day on TV. So it's like, all where, day. Where, do they, where do they find fresh voice or a new way of coming across to, to new fans, you know, speaking to more people, uh, having a different view of, of what's going on, bringing youth into like the old, yeah, you're right. Some of these guys have been around forever. And uh, yeah, I mean, the people, maybe we just got to send out a Twitter, uh, maybe a, a Twitter survey, see what, see what the people it's, think. It's a great point by you. Like when you say it's on all day back home and, and listen, people are going to watch hockey no matter if me and you do the intermission, if they get Paul Bizonette to do the intermission, the biggest guy in the game, if they get Dougie Gilbert to do the intermission or Wayne Gretzky, people are always going to watch it in Canada. But at the same time, you just continue to show the highlights over and over on the two networks up here, Sportsnet and TSN, over and over for three days. I've been like, create some shows. Have a cool show that comes on that is revolved on gambling or lifestyle or, or whatever. Like, I, I just don't think there's there's still room to improve hockey in Canada just because people are going to watch it. That's that's what I've thought since I've been back here, up dog. And, and maybe it's because yeah, we're it's, in the game, but it's something I thought about. I think you're right, but th- there will be a big move, Obi, to, um, the, you know, the streaming platforms are taken away from from traditional cable television. True. And that will, True. that it, you know, guys like us, guys who provide a, a, a you know, an independent show, it's kind of wh- where things are going. So who knows what happens to, you know, that standard in-studio, um, you know, boring sit-at-a-desk-and-talk type uh, type show. You know, people want creative people want creative ideas, creative content, stuff that's a little different, a little rugged, a little raw. And we hope that uh, it adds an avenue for people like us to come in and, and be able to do our, our thing in a different way and hopefully a non-traditional yeah. way that people – and people can relate to. And, and that's, you know, ultimately we probably have more listeners of show that want to tune in to, to, to hear us speak about things than, than, you know, being stuck watching Sportsnet or TSN for the, for, you know, six, seven hours on end. Who knows? Yeah. And, you know? and it's a great point by you where, you know, I'm watching TSN last night and, and they go through one guy to the next guy to the next guy. And I'm like, well, here comes the same old, like, if you're going to go on there, like, don't just say what, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs fans want to hear. Like, just tell us what you – I just feel like I watch these shows and they're scared to say anything. And they're like, it's just like, you might as well have three guys that they say the same thing. So, to me, it was just like – but I guess, like you said, the streaming service and stuff like that. So, um, up dog, I want to talk about the grade eight. We talked about them a little bit last week. Um, first thing I had to say, again, people are probably going to be like, oh, obs. But he, he breaks – he gets 800 goals. They dump beer on him. He's, his response was, they're like, what do you think about that, Obi? He's like – I love beer, so I loved it. So I thought that was great on them. Um, you know, he's stuck at 800 right now, Ups. He hasn't got 801 yet, so, um, I mean, it's sure it's coming any day now. But I thought he was so hot at, when he got to 800 that he would keep it going. But uh, And just one thing on Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe, I was watching TNT the other night. Gordie Howe only had one Gordie Howe hat trick. Rick Talkin, how many Nick Talks had? Uh, Gordie Howe hat, he's the guy, Rick Talkin. It's got to be in the mid, mid you know, mid teens made 20s or well, what is it he's a legend what was it yeah he had like 17 or 18 Gordie hat tricks Gordie, is that 17, the record that's the record talks has got it so they might, you might want to change talks it to the rick talk it. talk hat trick i know Gordie hat trick sounds good so you're never going to change it but talks is the true Gordie hat trick so i want to bring that up i'm like that's amazing 17 of them or 18 of them I wonder, uh, as he was going through those, I wonder if it was more like the, he got the fight first and then he's like out there going, I got to get the goal. Or if it was a little opposite, if he's like, <laughs> you know what, I got my goal in Apple now. I'm just going to, who wants it? I'm shedding these, I'm shedding these mitts right now. Who wants it? Uh, that's how, but that's I, a great I thing. It. I mean, that's, that. you do that once a year um, for 17 years. It's pretty crazy. I mean, that's not something they, how many times did your teammates you know, come on the bus after and you go, buddy, Gordy Howe Hattie? Good for you. You know, that, that's not very often it happens. They're hard to get. I had one. I mean, Tox was, was a good player, too. But my first NHL goal, I also had a Gordie Howe hat trick. And up dog, I got my I got my assist in the first, scored my first goal in the second. And then Brad Norton's like, you want to go, kid? And I'm like, I got to go. Like, I got I got to get yeah. Here's my chance to get my Gordie Howe. But I had one. I mean, they're to have 17 of them, that means you can put the puck in the net. 
means you could pass and you weren't fucking scared to chuck him in Rick talk. It was all those things. So uh, I just yeah. wanted to bring that up. He's been a great, uh, great fan of the pod and he's an absolute beauty. Um, so OV keeper going, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. Watch down the stretch up dog, uh, moving into milk carton. Uh, I'm going to put the Nashville Predators on the milk carton for just, I've been waiting all year for them to take the next step and, and get it going. They beat Edmonton the other night in overtime for a big win, but enough's enough Nashville. I love the city. Uh, shout out to walks is an absolute beauty. We're both alumni. I picked them to make the playoffs. Nashville Predators, you are on my milk carton. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to switch gears here. I'm going to put, you know, all the people last night that complained about the referee pushing bunting into the box in this nice. Leafs game. I watched it live. I thought, you know what, bunting, just what are you doing? If you're not going to chuck them, if you just want to just, just get off the ice, you it, it plays over. And if you're kind of like questioning what the referee is, he's like trying to sort of his job is to kind of make sure there's no complete melee. Well, he knows you're not shedding your mitts. And if you were going to shed your mitts, you already would have. <laughs> so just kindly get off the ice so he can go back and sort out the scrum. I actually kind of liked it. I like when I, I always engage with my linesman too. And I, there was a respect factor there. Like if a guy, if, if he pushed me, it was probably for good reason. And I think that that was just, there was, there was a time and a place to get kind of shoved around by the linesman and that was it. But I love the, <laughs> I love the feedback. I love the feedback from the fans and stuff last night. I'm, I'm watching this on Twitter and everyone's kind of complaining about it. I'm like, what was he, what's he going to do? Like, you just get off the ice. I thought it was great. I thought it's good for it the was, game. Referees just kind of roughing up one of the guys. I loved it. It was first of all, that's the best. That's the best milk carton of the season, right there. Good job. That's the, by far the best milk carton. Because <laughs> I'm watching the game last night. And I go to my pitter. I go pitter. If if I could get one shift tonight in this game, I would go out and I would cross check Michael Bunting as hard as I could in the third rib, and I I'd probably I get a penalty. They probably score the power play. My night would be over. But that's what I would do. There's something about that kid that just – I don't know. Like you said, Uppy, I, I don't think he's – I got a fighting's out of the game. But I don't know. That just look on his face, it drives me crazy. And Shergachev, did you see this last that Shergachev gave him? It was an unbelievable two right on the wrist. Okay, it was good, unreal. Good, good. He, like, gave him one of these ups. Wham, right on the wrist. Bunting went crazy. <laughs> they bundied Martyr in the corner. I was loving it. I'm like, here we go. This is great. Bunting's playing well, but he's one of those guys that I look at as – the ex-player in me was like, oh, would I like to make life hard on Mike Bunting? What, like, yeah. you know, Ken Danico could probably would probably would have said, oh, he would have got beat up in our era. I'll be Mike Bunting. He wouldn't have played in our era, I don't think, buddy. He would have been just bullied out of the league. Like, I don't think he could have had it in him. He wouldn't have been able to play like that. No, I mean, and there's a lot on him. He's a big – he's going to be a, like, a uh, kind of a wild card for the Leafs if he's, if he's good enough to play – those top minutes down the stretch when things get tough, is he going to be able to play those tough minutes for a team like that? Is he, is he going to be able to provide like what, like a, a cadre can like come crunch time when he's playing top minutes with their best players? Like that's great comparison. That'll be a big reason. That's, that's a big reason why it, they will or will not be able to get out of, you know, the first round again is, is a guy like that. So uh, he had a great goal in the first period. Um, you know, he is playing with some of the best players. Not everyone in the world can say that that's the opportunity they're given. Um, he's had a, you know, he's, he's putting two years of good hockey together, but he is a guy that come push to shove. Will he be, will he be playing face first against the Boston Bruins in the first round when things get really tough or against Tampa Bay when, you know, when push comes to shove and they're playing the champs like that? Like, so time will tell, but I, uh, I would have played hard against a guy like that too. Would have been my, yeah. You would have, you would have, would have fought him for sure. You would my have coach would have sure. told me like, "This is your, this yeah, is your yeah. guy. Go get him. Get him Go off this game." And it's it's a great comparison. I love Nazem Kadri. I would say Michael Bunting's a poor man's Kadri, right? Like he's not as he's not as skilled. He's not making seven bananas. And Bunting does play hard. Like I'm watching him last night. He's got a cut on his face. I like that. But it's just the way he goes about it. Like he's got that kind of you know what I'm talking about. When you look at him, you're like, I just like to take my glove and bear it in his face. So. Uh, best milk carton of the year, I've done. Great job, buddy. Thank you. Uh, I got oh, the man. Nashville Predators. Get her going so we can come watch you guys play in the playoffs. Up dogs putting Mike Bunting, getting bitch slapped by the linesman on there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, this guy fucks. Uh, this guy's been unbelievable since he's got traded in the Minnesota Wild. Ryan Reeves. Uh, what he did, obviously, we know about the hit. Unbelievably clean. Comes out in a Santa hat with a Santa beard the other night. This guy. <laughs> This guy is saying, hey, 
it's it's my league. It's my fucking league. And if you want, if you have a problem with it, you know where to find me. So Revo, keep fucking, bud. I know we talked about this on NHL, uh, you know, on our, our little segment with Jackie. Like, who who's the tough guy to still beat, and who's thinks the who's walking around that that swagger that you know, come get me. You said it just great right there, fella. It's like Ryan Reeves. This is Ryan Reeves' league. Um, he has a couple teams now in the last four or five years. Uh, he's been effective everywhere he goes. Uh, he's got new life for the Minnesota Wild, and they're playing unbelievable right now. Their team is. Is, is vibing and flowing. They're getting Hartman back. Uh, they're getting healthy, so heads up for them. Um, tough hockey, still winning hockey in my book, man. It's nice to have a guy like Ryan Reeves fucking playing the way he is. Totally. I'm on board with the Minnesota Wild. Dean Emerson, I love the face behind the net. Hartman's coming back. I'm on board with Minnesota up, dog. Uh, a couple other things that fuck about the Wild, the reverse retro pants with the stars down the side, the old school North uh, Minnesota North Stars looks absolutely unbelievable. We're music guys. We talk about goal songs all the time. Minnesota Wild got the goal song from Wedding Crashers. No, a little bit louder now. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Maxie. That's a fucking great I love that. Nashley I love going to weddings just up. for that song. Yeah, I like weddings just for that song. That song. Alone. You take that, when you hear that song, you go from the fourth button down to right to fucking tarp open. Hey, <laughs> rip it off. <laughs> the tie goes around your head. You just start slinging the the Jagger bombs and heads up. How are you? I remember. I remember when I first saw Wedding Crashers packed theater that seat. I, I just. I think I was with you with Loops. I'm like, fuck. I just want to go to a wedding now. That was sick. That's so great. I'm on. Maxie, oh, I see that up. The boys are the boys are on their game back in that Hall Pass Media right now. They're on their game. Maxie, that was that was nationally. Updog's got the best milk carton of the year. Maxie, that's the best dropping of the year. Right? Bigger, where you at? What do you got, Bigger? What do you got up your sleeve over there? You got something up your sleeve or what? I don't got a lot up my sleeve. All week. <laughs> a couple doobies, yeah. <laughs> Maxie, that was great. So Updog, Revo, keep it going. I'm on board with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I wanted to say one thing about getting hit. This the young kid in Montreal, Slavkovsky. He keeps skating around this fucking head down up dog. He's, <laughs> he's getting murdered. At Gothenburg almost fucking took him out. Just crushed him. Bigger head up, kid. Oh, it was funny listening to Wi-Fi talk about him too. I think it was in our uh, <laughs> on our boys podcast there that we had on. Nasty, the, uh, oh yeah, Nylon. Yeah, Nasty got him. Got him. You know, clipping and saying, you know, this guy. He's just. I'm gonna have to stick up for him everywhere he goes. But at some point, he's got to <laughs> buy me dinner or something for all the times he's gonna get smoked. I, I think. I think you just have those big guys that never ever got hit, and and these young kids coming up like. Who, who would have hit this guy in his career so far, right? And now he's never been he, hit. He played in the, he played in the, he's never yeah, been, he's been playing the finished league. He's never been hit, probably not touched. So, I mean, clean hockey is playing hard hockey. And this is, you know, you, you, you label guys like that who, who, you know, unfortunately play with their head down. It's, it's trolley track city. It's, uh, it's coming across the middle. I think, I think his fault is like, you know, coming in and I've seen it numerous times around the net, right? He just, he's not aware of, of guys coming down on him. Uh, it's all. a good thing he's not playing in the Raffi Torres era because he'd probably, he, he might not have many games left. Um, you know, you get hit. <laughs> Rafi- it takes one really good hit and it doesn't need to be dirty, but if Raffi Torres caught you behind the net, you're done. If Raffi Torres... Was on the ice with Slavoski. His career would be over. He'd be back in Checo tomorrow. It would be over. Um, so much for that first right, so Montreal. Yeah, I, I bumped. I bumped into a, a former teammate. I don't need to say his name. But we're talking about the thing that happened with the Vancouver Canucks. And let me clarify this. I never said they did it. You probably said it best. I was saying that they were cocky enough that year to have some swagger about them. That that Boston might have saw something in the morning skate, but. I never thought they went around and actually practiced handing out the Stanley Cup because they're upset. I guess the Sedins, who I respect more than anything, a few of my other ex-teammates are really upset about it. So I just wanted to clarify to the boys, like, I never thought you guys would do that. I just said you guys had a cockiness and a swagger about you that I witnessed in Nashville that maybe they saw something in, in Morning Skate that motivated them. Anyways, this ex-teammate, when it all came out, I guess Rafi Torres texted and said, hey, boys, <laughs> It was me. I told him. <laughs> I tipped off the beast. <laughs> Tico, he's like, say, hey, boys, I got something to tell you. 
I told the Boston Bruins that we were practicing lifting the Stanley Cup. <laughs> that is all time. Good. For, I love Rafi. I love Rafi Torres, man. We got to get him on. I just a short teammate of mine for a little bit, yeah. but I love Tico. But you talk about heads up, head up. In that second round playoffs against Nashville, the end of the second period, I'm going back for a pocket. I thank fuck I checked my shoulder up, dog, because it was Tico on the ice. And he tore – and I just moved and I cross-checked him like, you know, what the – if you didn't have your head up with him, we all know it was nighty night. So, yeah. uh, Slavoski, get the head up, kid. We want you around a long time. He's been just getting – Gothelsberger just drilled him the other night. <laughs> I was dying. I, I got to talk to you about this. I want to give some That's love good. real quick. Obviously, holiday season here, up, dog. Uh, Austin Matthews did a cool thing last night. Uh, ugly sweaters with Ryan Reynolds with sick kids that are in Toronto. I guess Austin Matthews, since his time in Toronto, has been making visits regularly to the Six Kid Hospital in Toronto. He wore the sweater. He had the six skates. So, for one of the best players on the planet, I mean, that stuff up, he, you know, as ex-players, we go to the hospital during Christmas time. It, it's not fun, but to see the smile on the kids' faces for a superstar to do that, buddy, uh, that's what makes hockey players special. Yeah, it's definitely the time of year where, where it really hits home and, and kids are uh, everything, you know, I do now is for my kids and, and for, um, you know, for kids out there that, that are sick around the holidays or are sick, you know, period and dealing with stuff. It's, it's really hard. And, and Matthews, I mean, those skates were awesome. I don't know what he's doing with them after, but he wore those skates last night. They looked super badass. Um, you know, he's got great intention and a big heart. And uh, it is this time of year where no matter who you are, uh, you always think about the ones that, um, you know, could use a little extra love around the holidays. And, and that's awesome that they did that. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of something sick around the holidays, how about his goal last night when that, that's, that Sadine defenseman just dragged the forward over and let Matthews come up and take two strides and he just snapped his short side titty. Like, I mean, what can you do? That shot was amazing. He's He's the best in the game. Him, I think him and Tage Thompson right now are shooting the puck better than we're, we've <laughs> ever seen, like a Stamkos, a Stamkos or a Vetchkin. The This Tage Thompson shot, I mean, if you go lefty-righty, wouldn't that be something awesome to see in, like, uh, an all-star game is just Matthews from one side and Tage Thompson from the other just hammering one-timers? Just, like, it's it's a beautiful spectacle. I think it's one of the coolest things that our game of hockey has is is a one is, is a one time shot and the art of it. And those two guys are making an absolute art of it. Up dogs got a hey, DraftKings. You're sponsoring the skills competition. By the way, we will be there. Uh, Up dogs got a new skills comp, the one timer challenge. What goalie do you want to put in there? Though? Just pull, call call up an American League goalie and be like, hey buddy, you're coming to the All Star game. But Thompson Matthews are ripping one timers at your head. But uh, get in there, and see what he can say. <laughs> no, but what if they? What if they like up dog? What if they had like a water bottle on top of the net and then something over? Like you could, you could make a sick one timer challenge. You're onto something there. No, I think they put like celebrity goalies in that and just shoot to hurt. So put put someone in there. Put a Will Ferrell in there and just dress him up in like army Kevlar, Kevlar, and like man, just make it as hard as like when we want to shoot on Binner. On Binger. We're just going to yeah. let it eat. We're going to shoot Didn't they do something similar for the trick shot contest last year? Yeah. But that trick shot, I, I'm yeah, going to be but I, 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 I thought mean that was kind of Yeah, rip I it. mean, these guys are ripping what, like, Hall of Fame one-timer clappers, 105 mile an hour plus. Just put in put in some goofball in the net. That, let them eat That Tage Thompson's one-timer is clicking out of the 107, I think. It's coming <laughs> just look out. I wouldn't want to go in front of that one, man. So... Uh, up dog, great idea. See, that's what we're doing out here, missing curfew. We're, we're, we're trying yeah, to we're just advance the game. Trying to advance the creators. Out of boy, well said. The rumor mill. Uh, obviously, our boy Broadway Jimmy Scoop saves you miss you every day, buddy. The rumor mill. This one's hitting close to home for both of us. First of all, it involves our boy Ryan, the fact daddy O'Reilly, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's been some rumors. Pierre LeBron, uh, credible source, said the, the the Leafs have been talking about getting fact daddy. But I will say this. I don't know how they're going to fit them under the cap. That's above my pay grade. We don't want to get into that. Every time these rumors swirl about the Blues, I don't know if they hear it up here or what, but they start playing well. You know, I think they lost last night to Seattle, but before that they had won three or four straight. Thomas Grace was kicking. I don't know if the Blues are done, but if you could see Ryan O'Reilly in Toronto, that would make me cheer for the Leafs. I would be all in. No, you're right. And uh, I hate to even comment on this because I don't even know where to go. Um, 
would my heart love to see Ryan O'Reilly do whatever he wants um, and have a chance to go help the Toronto Maple Leafs get to a place they've never been in 20 plus years? It would be amazing. I don't care who you are. If you're a Canadian and you like the game of hockey, uh, seeing the Toronto Maple Leafs make it, you know, a Stanley Cup run would be something special. And, and for Ryan O'Reilly to come help them do that, push him over the edge and give him that leadership that, you know, can be shared amongst the Tavares in the rooms and the Matthews and, um, it would be, it would be awesome. So does he want to do that? I don't know. Would it be a great place to go play for the last three months? If, if St. Louis blues aren't going to re-sign you, I think you really got to consider it Obi. And, and Doug Armstrong's no, he's no dummy. He's made moves before in the past when he, you know, we started to have a little slide and he, he didn't re-sign Shaddy and sent Shaddy to Washington on a, on, was basically crazy. a on a loan. Right. And, and he came in the room and said, guys, you guys are the ones that made me do this. You, you weren't playing good enough. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm in a position I got to make moves now. So that's a, that, that's going to be a position they get in. Should they not turn this train around? But you're right. Uh, I think before when the talks were, you know, is Baruby the guy, is he going to, um, are they going to make a coaching change? Boom. They go rip off seven, eight in a row. Now it's the rumblings are now it's players, right? And boom, they, they go and they have a great road trip and, and snap some games off. And I, I still love their team. Um, do they need some help? Like, you know, but Binner is a guy that needs to play with confidence and then their team starts to roll. Um, Vladdy is a guy that might get moved too, right? Like Tarasenko is a guy that might get moved. Uh, you look up and down their lineup, there, there's guys there that, that are, are tradable and are pieces that can help the blues move forward. If, if rebuilding is kind of in their, in their near term plans. So, yeah, I think with Vladdy, this is just my opinion. You know, Army way better than me, obviously. I think Vladdy's gone to deadline either way. Like, even if they're, like, in a playoff spot or just out, I think either way Vladdy's going to go because, I don't know. I don't know if deep down Army thinks they could win a Stanley Cup. He maybe thinks they can get in, but you got to get some assets for Vladimir Tarasenko because he's not going to resign. Now, with, with with Ryan O'Reilly, I get it. The fact that, he had, you know, what does he have, three or four kids now? Three, I believe. You know, moving on, moving away from your kids. I don't understand that. You understand that more than me. But I will say this. For a good Ontario boy, if you could come in here for three months and you could win a Stanley Cup, you see the parade that's going on in Argentina right now? That's what it would be like in Toronto. And you would be a legend till the day you die. We just had Dougie Gilmore on our podcast a month ago. He's a legend. Ryan O'Reilly would then be an all-times Leafs legend for the rest of his life. If he moves back to Ontario when he retires, when his kids grow up, you're Ryan O'Reilly. Your dad's Ryan O'Reilly. I saw him win a Stanley Cup. You would you would be an icon for the rest of your life. And as one of his former teammates and a guy that I have more respect for him than anyone in the world, maybe when it comes to hockey, I think he deserves that opportunity to go get one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now I know there's a lot that goes into it. And then if he wants to go back to St. Louis and sign there for a little less than what he's making, then go ahead. But I don't know. So I mean, we're sitting here without Stanley Cup rings. I know Factor already has one, but to win one for the Leafs, you would be a legend. Yeah, legend. And what a better place. It's not like you're going to Winnipeg or you're going to, you know, Calgary. Yeah. You're going to Toronto. Nice Maple weather in going the spring, the, springtime. Yeah, like you're, you're now part of uh, an opportunity. And these guys, are they're itching to get out of there, right? The fans are itching for these guys to get out of the you know, first round. Adding Ryan O'Reilly, a guy that can play anywhere in your lineup and, and shut down, you know, that East is tough. Come playoff time, that East the is tough. The Atlantic is crazy. The Atlantic. There's guys that have – the Atlantic, there's guys in the Atlantic that have been there and know how to win and are part of teams right now that know how to win. And you need guys around you and your young guys that give you the confidence to play better, to play out of your comfort zone. That's been the Leafs problem is getting out of their comfort zone come playoff time. And Ryan O'Reilly would be a guy in that room that would just allow all of their guys uh, a chance to just play way, way better and elevate their game um, knowing that O'Reilly's on their squad. Listen to this, uh, Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly. I mean, down the line, yeah. down the pipe. Or or you move O'Reilly up on the wing and you're playing with Tavares, right? Not because they've been juggling their top six a little bit. And I want to give some love to Kyle Dubas. I, I've been ripping him this whole entire time we've had missing curfew. He finally made a trade that I can get behind, trading Mulgan to the Avalanche for uh, Drayden Hunt. This kid plays hard up, dog. He four checks, he hits. He wasn't in the lineup last night. I don't know why, but when he gets in there, Leafs fans, you will like this guy. He brings some sandpaper. And more importantly, come April and May, he'll be important to him. But 
to me, I know one thing, Ups. If Factor does get traded there, fellow tour, I will have a Ryan O'Reilly T-shirt, Maple Leafs T-shirt on in the fucking Scotia Bank. Oh, yeah. Story. It would be unbelievable. I'll be the drunkest guy at the game with you. It would be awesome. Yeah. The loophole O'Reilly hopefully be hung in the rafters one day in Toronto. It would be just epic. Loops. Loops was a great leaf. I, I mean, don't even get me. Loops was a great leaf. He should be going to more games, yeah. but uh, it is what it is. So, rumor mill, uh, back up the Brinks truck up, dog. This kid, Trevor Moore, speaking of Leafs, he's with the Leafs. He's got trade to L.A. Five years, 21 bananas. We've been on this podcast a lot about ripping kids getting paid. This is they. He deserves every fucking penny of it. He plays the right way. Plays like you did a lot, up dog. Four checks, can score, can hit, goes to the net. Uh, good on Rob Blake for rewarding this kid. These are the contracts I like to see back up the Brinks truck. Yeah, local kid too, right? You look at this now. Yeah. You got California, you got Robertsons, and you got this kid coming out of there. This kid, like you said, he deserves it. The LA Kings are are making the right strides with their younger players and building this core group of guys around around what was before a championship squad. So um, a great signing. I think we talked about him. We, we spoke about him last week with someone in one of our podcasts that, uh, that, that really was like, yeah, this Trevor Moore is, is a good player and someone that, you yeah. know, deserves a chance to, to continue to, um, you know, get good looks. And, and you, you win with guys like that, right? So – I forget who we were talking to. But we talked about the depth that Steeler. It was with Steely. It was exactly who it was with. Who's going to be aired uh, next week on our uh, next week's edition of the Monday interview edition? He plays. He plays hard. Um, Like I said, he has a lot of similarities to your game up front, and and uh, yeah, good on him. Back up the brakes, truck twenty one bananas. How far does that go in Manhattan Beach? Probably not as far as he'd like, but that's still. uh, I have a nice place. I think he's he gonna be all right. Yeah, I think he's gonna. He might not be on the strand, but he'll be. He'll be. He'll be able to see the ocean for he's sure. Gonna yeah. be able to, he's gonna be able to keep the lights on. Yeah, you, you can pump <laughs> that air conditioning as much as he wants. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and last but not least, here a guy that we love came on the podcast. It's a great story, actually. And then Kenny Holland's a great GM. And I'm gonna pump my tires here a little bit. I was watching. Somehow came across that Jason Demers was in Bakersfield last week. He's been down there for all year. And I thought, why have they not signed this guy, especially with the troubles they've had on the back end? They signed him to a two-way contract. I'm not sure if they've called him up or not up, dog, but I love what Kenny Solon doing here. He's a right-handed D-man. He wears 55, which I love, but he plays the right way. He can make the first pass. There's, there's no reason not to give Jason Demers an opportunity with the, with the inconsistency of the Oilers right now. I, I agree, and I think um, I love watching guys like this go through um, – you know, they would call it the PTO. Um, he came off an injury and back surgery. Uh, to me, the Oilers probably wanted to see if he could kind of keep up, like, right? Like, can he, is his body ready to, to withstand the season? He goes to Bakersfield. He becomes a, you know, shows he's a pro, helps their young kids, uh, now has a chance to come up in the lineup. And for me, you, you saw, yeah, uh, uh, is it Yanmark? Yanmark did the same thing, right, for yeah. Edmonton. Went yeah. to the minors. And these guys, yep. you know, you got to keep older guys around. You got to keep you got to keep the character guys around because at some point things are going to get really tough. And when things are tough, you have to be able to lean on guys that have been there or who at least have um, the, the vote of confidence from the coaches uh, that can help, like, push these younger players and say, like, guys, it's eight, in these 82-game seasons, things are going to get rocky. And you got to rely on just making the right decisions, being good pros, um, you know, showing up, enjoying enjoying the ups and downs of a season. And older guys get that. So for me, Jason Demers is a perfect guy. Well thought out, well called, Obes. Um, we love seeing our boys back in the lineup, missing curfew uh, alumni. So uh, I, I wish him the best, and hopefully he can help him. I think he can. I think he will. I think he will. Your, your great points about you about his body, keeping up, all that is, is very important, and it's true. But the time is now. We're 33 games in here. They're sitting second in the wild card right now, the Edmonton Oilers, tied with the Calgary Flames at 36 points. The Blues are 33. The Predators are 30. Hey, let's get going here. There's no – I can't even imagine the Stanley Cup players without Connor McDavid. I do believe my heart they're going to get in. Jason Demers will help them. So, uh, good on him. Good old veteran wearing 55. I love it. So, up dog. Great job, buddy. Maxi Binger. Uh, it's not the same. I love being in the studio with you boys. But up dog, what a milk carton, buddy. Best milk carton of the year. <laughs> 
Sorry, Bunting. I'm sure you're. Uh, I'm sure you'll you'll, you'll uh, just take that one in stride and come out next game and maybe rough up the linesman. Eh? If you, if you really want to show your proof, uh, you grab some linesman and pump them. You know what I would do? If I, I would take. Well, first of all, I don't think of linesman. I, I probably got bitch slapped by a few linesmen. Who am I kidding? But whoever's linesman it was, the next game I would rip a puck up the wall right about waist high at him. I just fired at him, hit him in the ribs, and be like, "You ever push me like that again? The next one's coming out your fucking yeah. teeth, bud." So <laughs> yeah, they're all just a little um, bit jealous that they don't have the stick. You know, they're all just exactly. a little bit jealous that they got to wear the stripes. I just kind of slowly yeah. remind them, like, "Hey, bud, you wish you had this jersey on." Don't you? Yeah, I used to love telling them they didn't come to watch you. They didn't come here to watch you, buddy. Yeah. And then talking about <laughs> talking about lines and when they wouldn't drop the puck, I'm like, drop the fucking puck here. Jesus Christ, let's go. What are we waiting for? Uh, I'm telling you, man, buddy, I miss you. Enjoy New York. Say happy birthday to your girlfriend, Maxie Binger. Thank you, boys. Great job today. Um, that was missing curfew up, dog. Merry Christmas.